You're listening to the Evolved Life Podcast. The Evolved Life Podcast are conversations for awakening, a taste of what's possible when we choose to live life at 100%. If you're hungry for personal, powerful change, whether you're an entrepreneur, a health enthusiast, or just looking to level up your life, you've come to the right place. Get ready to start enjoying the unfolding of life to its fullest, to expand from each moment and to usher in the experience of heaven on earth. In this podcast, we share deep chats with powerful people whose views will challenge your perspective and bring life and inspiration to your day. Welcome to the Evolved Life Podcast. A few months ago, I went to a talk at Soul House and I met one of the most dynamic young women that I've ever met in my life. This woman is beyond her years in knowledge and she was talking about being selfish and how it's in everybody's best interest don't be selfish was something that I and many others probably you were told throughout your life and on the surface it might seem like this noble thing to not be selfish but the truth is unless I can give more to myself then I can't give more to others. When I am empty, I can't fill up somebody else. This whole new paradigm is unfolding. The days of scarcity are gone. The days where I myself put myself first and speak my truth and are direct are starting to come into awareness. And this woman, Brittany Berger, she is leading the charge on this among all of her peers. The name of her book is 25 and Selfish. She started a movement to empower all those come, that come into awareness with this material, especially her age group, but this is timeless. So I'm really excited to have her on today, and I'm gonna give you a little quick intro, and uh, we'll, we'll get rolling with it, why it's beneficial to be selfish and take care of yourself first. All right, everybody, this is Ian Gray uh, with Evolve Life. Really excited to bring with you today my special guest, Brittany Berger. I met her at one of her uh, events where she actually was talking about a book that she wrote, and she has such a compelling story about really just making the changes that most people are just so intimidated to make, and it's titled 25 and Selfish. She just turned 27, and one of the most exciting persons to be around. When she came in through the door today, it was just like a light was like shining outside my door. So it was just so great to have you here. Awesome. And Thank you so much. Have your company. I'm gonna get rid of this. We got all kinds of pillows. But all good vibes. All, yeah, we got area. plenty of good vibes. Lots of good vibes. So thank you for joining us today. So if you're in a place where you might be wanting to make a transition in life or um, do something new with yourself or you know somebody that may be in that place you're definitely gonna want to be on because Brittany's story is just amazing like she Thank just you. and you have such a good way of telling it hope so what was really like exciting for me when I first met her was how she was in no rush to start like it was time to start yeah. <laughs> and she started like 10 minutes late and she was just like so cool. she could have started on time and she's like well we're just gonna hang out here and just do a Get little bean and just hanging out yeah. and just see what happens and see who shows up and 
But most people, when they're about to speak, mm -hmm. like, are going nuts about, I should be starting on time, right. and, like, they're going to get a little neurotic. Have you always been, like, that calm, or is that, like, a new thing for you? You know what? I think that this whole journey pretty much is new for me, and I think that, I know that when I go into a room and I speak, that I want it to be informal and safe and feel comfortable. So, since I am the one hosting that event, I want everybody to feel that, you know, they took the time to show up for me, and I want to show up for them, but it's important to feel like even whether it's an event or a classroom that it's still your home and that if you're hosting a party that you want to host it to you know the highest capacity of love and comfort and making everybody feel like home wherever you are remotely so I also teach fitness classes and that's what I learned is that anybody who comes into your room that you introduce them you give them that one-on-one -on -one, like customer or member or friendly contact so mm -hmm. not only does everybody feel special but you have that connection where it's authentic real and genuine so they're coming to learn about me where we've never met before and it's the book is my most vulnerable and raw features and parts of myself that I have to discover which I call peeling that onion of what's really in the center of our core. So that's what I want everybody else to see and meet because that's who I am now and being anything different is just too much work. But I just wanted to feel comfortable that people can have the freedom to share and how we do have fears of, some people have fears of public speaking or being afraid of showing their true selves and that judgment that when they do come into a space where I'm speaking, I want it to seem like, raise your hand, share, like this is safe, like you're here because it's supposed to bring something out of you and that hopefully you can learn even more just by being here and make it worth your while over not rushing. My whole life was in a rush. Yeah, absolutely. And that's mindset. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's presence yeah. and being here in the moment and now and just like really, and even as you're saying all this, like yeah. it's reminding me like, slow down, bro. Like you know, all the time. I'm creating time right yes. now. Time actually is an illusion anyway. So um, I remember you actually, you really made me feel that way. I got mm -hmm. there probably like the fourth or fifth person, but yeah. a little bit before it was supposed to front start. Front row. Got the front row. <laughs> After we talked, like I was so inspired in the front row next to your mom and your yeah, friends. And yes. it, was just, it was so nice. But you really took the time to get to know me. For sure. And, and who I am. And, and we're... Went above and beyond that, making me feel welcome by actually speaking and bringing it up and referencing yeah. me in your talk and like, oh, you'll understand this because we talked about this earlier and sure. it made it feel so personal and you did that with everybody in the audience. Yes, thank you. So maybe you could talk a little bit about like where you were at and we'll get to like where the change is because right. This is all about being in love with oneself. I think I, I think that's I one way of saying. I believe that and finding out who you are and even backtracking to the event, what I also like to know for all my events is like, why did you come here? Why, mm -hmm. why are you here? Why did this title, like how did it resonate with you? And how are you gonna move forward with it? And what's your takeaway gonna be? Because I always say that anything that I do, showing up is the first step. Because we have a battle with our emotions and our thoughts of, should I go, should I not go? Is this for me, is this not? Shall I leave work early? Like when mm -hmm. we're sitting behind you? Or should I cancel this date with my friend who I haven't seen in a long time or a new relationship? just to take time for myself. And you're thinking, is that a real question? Like, of course I should, you know? But it takes us so much time to get there. And with this journey that I had of the book 25 and Selfish beforehand was, I start out with a romance story because that's why we're on this earth is love. And I do love romance novels and movies over anything. And I ended up going on this trip with one of my best friends to just hang out with her because I felt like, you know, after you graduate college and now we're in this adult working world in our 20s and you don't really 
take that time to be with your friends as much. If you do, you could get yourself burnt out because we need that rest, selfish time to us, which mm -hmm. is hard for people to accept and do. And that's like why you get sick or why I had laryngitis last week because I was go, go, going for everybody else, not replenishing my own energy. So with this book, I ended up going on a trip with her and I thought it would just be two girls hanging out, like reconnecting as besties. And I end up, the universe drops in my lap for sure what I believe is one of my soulmates. And it was a very beautiful love and I had to decide, am I going to, I take relationships and love very seriously where for some people who are stepping into their sexual power and are just like, I just want to be with a woman or a man for one night or get my fix or whatever it is for me, it's much more than that. And I know that I go all into everything that I do. So even if it's pertaining to love, I feel that I have to, you know, justify and second guess and ask myself, do I really want to do this? Even if this trip was just a couple of days. And he showed me that, you know, I'm not afraid to be married. Like I thought I was, which is weird, but I instinctually thought I was going to settle in mm. love. And that I've done it so many times in the past, but I didn't realize it because I never, I, I wasn't awakened of, you know, this conscious versus subconscious, this ego versus soul world that I now step into and try to evaluate. When back then, I'm just like, should I do this or not? Like, he's too hot and beautiful for me, not even knowing his soul or who he was because we're so used to also looking at the outside first of people. Yeah. And the core is the most important thing. And just like I say with relationships that have happened since then, that souls have no religion, race, or gender, I believe. Mm -hmm. That they just exist. And if you connect with it, that's the person you're supposed to be with. So I think for him, he made me believe that once I started that relationship with him that I was not settling that I couldn't even believe like what the universe put in my lap to show me this is what you deserve this is how you can act in a relationship this is something that's maybe short-lived right now but that you're willing to give up everything and be selfless in order to just be yourself and love that and it was like the first guy that I was ever fully myself with not stepping on eggshells not trying to be you know into something different that I wasn't into just because he was you know, but not saying you shouldn't be open-minded to certain things, but I was blocking off certain parts of myself and my interests just to kind of see what, you know, other guys were about. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, let me invite everybody that's watching here. And this is, this is we're pre-recording this just because of the timing and we were trying to get it aligned, but you're teaching so many classes, you're so yeah. busy, so we had to do this during yeah. the day. Um, but please comment, drop in. Have you ever settled on something in life? Like, have you ever settled? I know that I have, and, mm -hmm. and it's happened to me. And every time I do, it's like I go down this path and I put so much energy into it, thinking that even though I settled, I could raise it up right. to what it really, what I would like it to be. And then I go down this whole path and I could just invest more and more and more. And then it becomes resentment on one side or the other, like either I'm pushing the person to do something or they're pushing me to do something and not, not out of ill intent, but it was just really a result of actually settling from the get-go. Yeah. So you mentioned that there. I think it's really important because you mentioned it in relationships. For a sure. lot of people, I think, might settle into marriage. Like, oh, this person is good enough. But it happens in with my diet, with my exercise, with my health. Mm -hmm. It can happen with a job. It can yeah. happen with anything in life. Yeah. Even friendships. Like I was friends with people that really just weren't in my vibe right. because I've been friends with them so long and I didn't want to be like, Oh, an unloyal person, but they just we had nothing in common anymore mm -hmm. after a time. So I think it's really important. So if you ever settle on something, drop it in, or if it resonates, just be like wave my hand up yeah. or something like that. And, and we don't want to waste those energies with 
relationships or people who've been your life for 10 or 20 years and then you just realize one day not that we don't see eye to eye but maybe they're what do I call them energy sucking vampires that just <laughs> take it out of you and you're like why am I giving you my energy you're draining me dry and, and I mean that's something that I think is a constant struggle and even um nowadays I mean last week I'm struggling I think my biggest struggle which I hate the word struggle we can call it a challenge that we're trying to overcome um, is boundaries. I think what they say in the boardroom, Tell like me. at the really high, high levels, is it's an issue. Ooh. It's an issue. I can call it an issue. This is why we have tissues nearby. Yes. Let me tell you. Um, but it's for sure energetic boundaries and also where we're willing to give our time that I know. I mean, last week, I just there was this one day where I had four friends reach out to me and they all took at least an hour, but maybe even two hours of my time. So that's like a whole freaking day, you know, mm-hmm. of giving out my energy, helping them. When I was stressed, I was busy, and I thought, I feel like I have to answer the phone to be a good friend, but then I'm not being good to myself. So in the end, who's really winning here? You know, it's like you're being there for those people, but I'm not being there for me, and, and where's that boundary of maybe I'm going to take this time. I knew that I lost my voice, and I needed an hour, and that's what I was noticing. Like, now that I'm actually having an epiphany in this moment, now that I I'm looking at it, that's, that's the whole point of it. Yes. You know how I said because I was like, we were supposed to meet, and, and I'm like, I'm really not feeling well. I feel so weak. I have no voice. What is it? And it's because I was drained. Mm-hmm. And I was giving everyone all of my energy, all of my thoughts, all of my strength when I needed it more, but I felt that I was fine. Because I think everything, yes, is mindset and consciousness, and it's how do we decide, you know, how we want to live our day, but when you have so many things piled up that need to get done, and that's what your motive is, is crossing off each task, and then all these other forces come in, you have to decide, am I going to do me first, or am I going to do them? Does that mean I'm selfish for putting me first? And that's when I said, no, you have to, because what happened in the end? I got sick. Yeah. Because I was giving everything to everyone else, so everybody's feeling great, and then there's me, this little hermit, dark hole, where I'm like, why do I not feel well? It's because... We need to put our energy within us. We have to be our best selves in order to be best for other people, you know? So even with my book and this relationship that may or may not have worked out, you can read to find out, I had my job, which, did I settle for it? I feel like I did, but I feel I was there for three years under their hierarchy, I would say, until I went back as a consultant later because I took my power back in. Once I left that job, I was like, this isn't serving me. I'm waking up every day unhappy my alarm is going off and I would cry and I don't like to say I'm like a happy positive person I'll cry emotionally in movies because like all empathy you know but when it came to my job I was so unhappy and I'm like is happiness that one emotive response that's worth changing everything for that's worth saying no or yes to certain things where you feel everybody's telling you you're making the biggest mistake of your life which Mm -hmm. for me it's like I was going to move to a different country for this man that I met very quickly and everybody's like you're making a mistake I'm like I'm following my heart it's the right thing to do and then it didn't work out, and that's because it sparked a transformation in me of you found this love, and it was beautiful, but it's going to show you what you have to look forward to. And it kind of turned that off switch on saying, like, you deserve this, you're going to find it, this is step one to the greater ending that, you know, is nearby. Mm-hmm. We're not counting down the years, but you need to grow and learn from so many other things before you can be your full self to your match of your other soulmate or full self, because I believe we have many soulmates. And so with my job, I realized I'm also unhappy. Everybody's telling me I'm making a mistake. Do I act the opposite or I would instinctually do, which is stay with it because I was making great money? I was just unhappy. And it's like, no. What fuels your life? What will give you more fortune, more abundance, more love, more prosperity? Being happy. Like raising those vibrational frequencies. So I was so low 
like poor me at 25. <laughs> Just kidding, because then I had this epiphany of being like, no, I'm not gonna be in this job anymore. I'm being taken advantage of. You know, if there's a door that doesn't exist, create it. You don't need to knock down it, make your own. Like that's what I did. I never thought I would write a book or I would be where I am now. And I'm so thankful that of all the little failures and major successes and things that came along the way happened because it brought me here, you know, to this enlightened spirit of now meditating, writing my second book, you know, just like you're writing every day. And things happen to us because we have to learn lessons from them. And while you're in it and you may be feeling low and you may be feeling sad and like your world is half ending, it's just beginning. And once you have that mindset, it's like, oh my God, new chapter of my life, I'm ready to take on the world that fuel so so beautiful and as you're saying all this like i'm just falling in love with you every moment (laughs) your authenticity is just like it just radiates your energy just radiates so give Brittany some love here if you're watching along and you're feeling that authenticity (laughs) um she is such a great example of it and when i find that when i'm around people that are authentic it Mm -hmm. encourages me to be more vulnerable in my and speak from a place of my heart versus my mind and it's really um I'm so grateful to have met you because I've been surrounding myself with people that are more in, in, in that vibration. And that's right. the love vibration. It's mm-hmm. part of the way of getting there is beginning to get authenticity, that vulnerability, seeing how things pick up and see how things change. And writing the book has created so many opportunities and new relationships for you. Absolutely. But not even that. It's completely changed who I was. Like I would say two years ago, even three years ago, I'm not the same person that I am now. Even six months ago. I mean, I think that that's what life is about is not even just peeling the layers, but you're just finding out who you are. And I think that, I mean, I believe now after the whole thing with the book of leaving my job, I ended up moving to another country for a couple months because I was never uncomfortable. And we live in a space where, yeah, feeling safe in our mind and in our power is important. But like, if you're not pushing yourself to be just a little bit uncomfortable, like that risk is worth it. You will never get over that bridge. Like you won't even step front to it. You don't know what's on that other side. So the moment that you're like, I'm doing this, I don't care what anybody says, this is my life. I'm being individually guided. Like I'm being guided spiritually by the universe, by my own mind together as a team. Like if you're going, if you feel for one moment that you have bad luck or things are not going your way, it's because you're not on your path. Like you're on it and you veered off like to the ditch. And now it's like redirecting you like bumpers in a bowling alley. Exactly. So it's like, oh, why is all this shit happening to me? Because you need to come back on to your path. And once you get there, you're like, I can breathe now. And it doesn't mean that it's easy because even the hard shit or those relationships that flip you upside down and now you're like depressed and holding your world scores like to your heart, like in your t-shirt times three, you know, you're just like, why am I feeling this way? It's because a lesson is coming from it. And I think that's what the most beautiful thing is. And I know that, I mean, for my second book that I'm writing, it started out being really like talking about like, what I thought gratitude and spirit and the universe meant to me and kind of showing that like type A individuals where I wasn't in this place a year ago and now that I am, how they can adapt to it and they can take smaller steps into connecting with their spirit side, I would say. And I completely changed the entire beginning of my book with this like, I wouldn't even call it a relationship. I would just say, I met this guy who I had such strong feelings in my gut and my core and I was like, wow, like, I don't really know him. I don't know what it is about him, but like, I got to follow that. Like I got to pursue it. Like even if he wasn't pursuing me and, and we're strong in our power that you have to be confident enough to do that. And I feel like in the past I wasn't that way, but now I have nothing to lose. Like this is my life. Like I'm being guided. Like that's how I look at it now, you know? And back then maybe I would never, I was a little, I'm never reserved, but maybe in my mindset and my choices, I was hesitant. 
like talking about hesitancy yeah. and recklessness. Yeah. And I realized, you know, once I spent time more and more time with him, and I was like, wow, like he isn't. I felt so right about it in my gut, but I was so wrong, like in this physical world that like he was my last test, I feel like from the universe relationship wise of being like that person for you that you've been manifesting is coming. Now wait and like be your best self for you right now because you just passed that last test of that feeling was real. But I was like, he's lost and he's a boy and like I'm a woman now. I'm not just a girl, you know, like I want a man who's a man who's found that I connect with that. I know on every level, like soul level, physical, spiritual level that I'm feeling it and I'm feeling my best self in it. So I have to let that go and push it aside. And I felt like it was my biggest lesson. And at the time I was like, why was I so wrong? And immediately I'm like, universe, like show me a sign in my face why he's not the one. And the universe showed me a sign and I was like, this is it. Like it made me so happy to learn from it that it like immediately released like every energetic link to him and into like a negative sad side of it because our heart is goes up and down yeah. certain things that you're just like i'm ready in the mood it's the beginning of this year that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> i don't know does that make sense i think That's i think funny. it makes sense i think one of the, the thing that kept coming back around mm-hmm. in my mind was in work too because you had an amazing yeah. job and you left an right. amazing job to to pursue all of this is this idea of security mm-hmm. and people ha- have always advised me to take the secure route like my, my father worked for the railroad my mother right. was worked in the city like safe kind of jobs yeah. good pensions all that stuff great security and security to me is just a disguise for saying i'm scared 100 percent. and the same thing is protecting like i'm protected that means i am scared it's yes. like a, a, a it's not the love vibration it's not the joy vibration it's, it's not fear. yeah it's actually fear preventing me from doing what my heart says it's the mind to overtaking it and it, it, insecurity is actually a great thing it's it's actually one of the most wonderful things because it yeah. actually gets me to get out of that comfort zone and when i see it that's like then all of a sudden i'm putting light onto the darkness absolutely and it's like you've done that you did it with your career you did it with the love life and it doesn't have to be forever. Like for some yeah. reason, I was taught that relationships are supposed to last forever, mm-hmm. that careers are supposed to last forever, and like everything I'm supposed to do, I'll supposed to do it for the rest of my life. And I'll and I'm like, well, that doesn't make any that's sense. That's how everybody thought before us, and that's how they lived their life. And the world is changing, and we have to adapt with it. And I think what you would love and relate to the most is that what we do just as in our human being experience, right? While we're here, is that we feel that we know the answer to something, but we always ask our peers, our family around us, like, but what do you think about this? And that's where the negativity comes in. Mm-hmm. Like, you're making a mistake. You can't do this. You might be wrong. When in reality, if we listen to ourselves and we center in that space and we ask our intuition in our gut and we spend time with really knowing how we should choose things and what is right and wrong within us, we have the answers to everything. Absolutely. But we always ask for like a second opinion and we don't need one. But we ask because it makes us feel better as humans. But our soul knows as long as it's connected. And, and I, I love that you brought that up. Is mm-hmm. What I experience, this is, this is really interesting, more that I look at this, it's actually like, oh, <laughs> this is how I'm creating my reality, is my peers are all a reflection of me yeah, and who beliefs. I be yeah. and what my beliefs are. So my insecurities get exposed 
via their speaking, even if I've never spoken them in existence to that right. individual, my insecurities get brought up. And like in the Bible, it says God created man so that he could know himself better. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, like this is this is the process of being able to yes. visualize and observe what is actually going on with me. So it's like when that comes up, it's actually, oh, that's the sign to go. And I don't have to convince them of yeah. anything. To me, that's like, oh, that's right. And when I change who I'm being, then all of a sudden they start changing through their being. And instead of me going to them for that advice, right. they're coming to me right. with support. Right. And they're coming to me for counsel. They're like, oh my gosh, you're just so authentic. You're just showing up. And I screw up all the time. Uh -huh. I love it. I make some kind of make mistakes. So you learn. And yeah, it's access to That's my, the my greatness. That's learn. Exactly. Yeah. So, so beautiful. Love that. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> so true. I think all Are you doing that? <laughs> Are you doing that? <laughs> I, I would love to hear if you're doing that, or you know somebody's doing it, or if you think we're completely off the charts, then write a comment and let us know what your thoughts are. I think that also we need to just be allowed to feel and release and accept everything that we are feeling and what drives us, because in the end, that's why I say that like we, we look at the word selfish, and the definition is meaning lack of consideration for other people, and that it's solely like negative, and in my mind, that's why I have the dash, self-ish, because we're allowed to put ourselves first and that that's okay. That like, you don't want to be stuck in a job that doesn't serve you, that you're there to make money, but you can find something that you love, that you can wake up every day and be excited to go there. Like yeah. when I ended up moving to London and I didn't have a plan for the first time in my life, I had six business ideas that I was going to at 25 invest in myself because I saved money to do so. And then I realized I ended up accidentally working for two other people. And I couldn't wait that when my alarm went off, I was out the door by 8 a.m. with the biggest smile on my face, walking to my public transportation too, which was the excited, most exciting part of my day. And I fell in love for working for someone else again at that time because I was so, I felt like buried beneath ever working for anyone again because I had such a horrible experience from it that I knew it didn't serve me. But even in that short amount of time being in a different country, those jobs served my soul. Mm -hmm. I was happy to be doing it, happy to be the people doing something new. And that also even in relationships, people feel stuck because at first it may be great and full of rainbows <laughs> and hearts, whatever it is, but that you could feel that at a certain amount of time, you're living more for them and you're with them for them because you're afraid to break their heart when your heart's already mm -hmm. broken, where you need to be detached from that situation and that it's okay to choose you because why stay in a miserable relationship for 30 more years or, or for 10 years or for two years or whatever it is when you should pick yourself and that we have many soulmates and lovers in this, in this world in this time. And I believe that people come in so that you can learn from that relationship and learn from them because whoever's supposed to be at the end is going to be at the end for you. You know, that everybody on the way there is, makes you a better you. But yeah. you have to embrace that and recognize it and feel it and be vulnerable to it. Like I thought, because of my book, I don't think I was ever vulnerable, like out loud, or like I'd have certain insecurities that I would never tell a soul or even feed into because maybe I felt like it would make me feel weaker. And now I'm like, bring it on, I'm flooding it in yeah. like the ocean. And it's making me feel better. And it's just like, you gotta be you, and you gotta be real, and you gotta be authentic. And the more you're yourself, it's like the people who are supposed to be there will be there. The people, the things that are happening in your life are supposed to be in your life. And there might not even be people. Maybe maybe the quest actually isn't to be ending up with a person. Maybe I fall yourself. in love with art or dancing or whatever hobby, it is. Or yeah. I, I, love can come in all kinds of forms. Absolutely. And one thing that I know is so true for me, and love to ask you too, is like 
Well, let me just ask you, yeah. how much can you show up when, if you're not selfish or and you're not full in yourself, mm -hmm. how much can you show up for the, any relationship? How much can you show up for work? How much can you show up for like a romantic relationship if you're feeling like crap in your mind? That's also attracting low, low energy. So it's like you're attracting things that are horrible in your life. Like the worst situations are like pretty much if you really look into it that I know when I was at like a low self-worth, like low energy stage and I was attracting like, I mean, I was miserable in my job anyway, so that was kind of interesting. But I mean, even whether it was like relationship or people or situations, they just weren't good and I wasn't even feeling good because of it because it was so low, mm -hmm. you know? And the moment that you raise it, it's like, everything comes and ideas and it doesn't have to be like you said like people or things it's just even situations or like I'm so connected now to the moon I went to see a psychic at the beginning of the year too. it's so weird yeah. I thought it was all crazy nonsense yeah. for so long I mean I didn't even really know about the moon or the cycles and the sense of its power and how it's mother and all these things and I'm like this is dope because I was never <laughs> I was never into the spiritual place until January of this year and we're in 2018 and, and I'm like okay tell me about this moon so he was like the moon looks down on you and smiles. Like you need to talk to the moon. He's like, you think you talk to the to the stars, but it's just a star. Like you talk to the moon. I was like, I definitely talk to the stars. How did you know that? I never told a soul. You yeah. know, like when I do manifesting, we used to think like has to be at night, like looking in the sky and being like, I'm here. This is what I want to attract. Like this is what I where I want to lead my life. So now every time I see the moon, it's like this huge wave of just like, oh, like I'm being taken care of and of that I can breathe and that. Again, I'm being like divinely guided, but more so that like everything's gonna be okay, mm -hmm. you know. And like I don't even know how I got to this part. Oh, high energy. So <laughs> I know. So I know that even if it's like I see something like the moon, it's just like everything is where it's supposed to be, and 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 everybody's different. Like yeah, I can be at a really high frequency and in a really happy place, and the next day I can just have a bad dream and I can wake up anxious or knowing that I have something that day that makes me uneasy and my whole day is unbalanced and I can try to meditate and it might not even help me, you know, and I'm okay to say that, you know, because that's real, right? I mean, meditating every day, even right when you wake up can definitely make your day so much better or your week, but so much. there's times where it doesn't work for me and it's mm. because there's something else and I don't know what that is and, you know, maybe that's when I journal or maybe that's like, I'm just going to go about this day because I have certain things to do because the world doesn't stop because you're not well, you know? So you still got to carry on. And that's when I talk about like boundaries and energy and things that I need to filter through just like individually. But we just have to decide like with showing up, you still got to show up at the end of the day. It's your mind. And like, how are you going to do to fix it when you're not feeling happy about something specific, you know? And sometimes showing up is just showing up for myself. Yeah. Like it may just be like, you know what? I'm not getting clear. I'm getting like, I'm, I feel like this vibration is disturbed from the love vibration and what am I going to bring out into the world mm -hmm. if I'm in any lower vibration so maybe I should just actually take the time to rest take maybe I should take a bath off. yes worship myself yes. like just really feel good do something active do something that makes me feel good and build sure. me up and I, I think I know for myself like I would get caught up in the busyness mm -hmm. and all the things that I have to I have to do right. I need to do right. and I would do them all and I'd right. like check 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 accomplish and then miserable yeah. and like low energy so and moving your body like i think that whether it's even like a walk or grounding or exercise like are you in the ayurveda 
Yes, a little, so, uh, yeah, I'm familiar with it. Okay, so I'm Pitta, which is your dosha, which is your energy, which is fire. And like, you can be three, there's three different doshas, you can look it up, but I'm all fire. And it says like, if I don't work out and exercise almost every single day, it's so much built up in me, like something's about to explode. So I stopped even working out for a little because I let the busy work take place mm. before myself, not showing up for me, showing up for the work. And it was not the same, you know? I mean, for all like the different types of things that I'm involved in, it was just too much piled up doing everything for everybody else, not showing up for me personally, even though I thought I was until I took a step back and I'm like, haven't rested in two and a half weeks, haven't worked out in I don't know how many days, not eating as well, not feeling as well, being so tired because you're burning yourself out. Yeah. So it's like taking that time to rest is so important. And now I'm like back to being me. But it just shows how we need to weigh out what's important to ourselves more than instead of what's important to others because you need to find the balance in between, just like work-life balance, you know, friend and relationship balance, but also balance of your mind and your heart. Like, mm -hmm. listen to both, but most of the time, they might not be even. Like, how do you feel about that in the sense of, I feel like mindset, you can be like on the highest vibration, like killing it in the day, and then all of a sudden, something might happen with your heart where somebody upsets you, or you see something, or like a stray dog on the street, and now you're depressed, like that happened to me the other day, I wanted to take him in, couldn't, because like life, you know what I mean? So it's like, how do you balance the harmony of my also versus heart? I'm, I'm actually really glad you asked me that question. Oh, I'm really Because <laughs> I have a, a unique way of going about it, I think it's unique, maybe everybody else is doing it, and it's just new to me or something, yeah. um, that I've learned in the last maybe two years or so. So the way I look at it is like all thought, all any idea has already been created. It's in this like cosmic consciousness, source, God, divinity, whatever one likes to call it. It all already exists. And over my my state of being is the things that I normally think about because I'm attracting those those thoughts in. And somebody else comes in, they have their consciousness cloud, and when when it, it vibrates right and it's, it it works well, then we have this this great conversation. And I, things will happen where we'll say the same thing as each other at the same right. time. And it's like, oh, I'm mind reading. And I'm so glad you asked that question. Right. You can feel my heart telling right. me to yeah, ask me that yeah. question, right? <laughs> so the mind has like all these, these thoughts and it's just an antenna and a projector. Totally. So it's actually just reading thoughts that already exist. They may or may not be true. It's up to me to choose whether mm -hmm. they're true or not. So with that in my awareness, when I started to meditate and started to actually like watch the thoughts that were coming into my mind, I was like, some of these thoughts are freaking crazy. But they're actually pretty much all crazy. I think <laughs> the only, the only um, thing that differentiates me from being the crazy person that I used to be is that now I know that I'm crazy. <laughs> so there's a little bit of a, like, sanity comes, yeah, sanity comes from awareness of my insanity, sure. I think. So, so I have all these thoughts coming in, and as I started slowing down and started reading them, I'm like, how do I decide which ones are true? Well, I started to rationalize it, right? And then, but then I'm all in my mind. And that's overthinking. It's oh, it's exhausting. Oh. I mean, some of them are obvious. Like yeah. that doesn't that just seems stupid. Why yeah. would I think that? Like, why would I think that nobody likes me or no? Like I'm unlovable or right, people are not right. that. Like that's just obvious. But somehow that thought was around my awareness in some way from old beliefs and mm. people all kinds of things that believe. Limited happen. beliefs. Yeah. I, I like to call them disempowering versus empowering beliefs because all beliefs are mini, are actually like limiters because yes. belief takes anything that is possible, all this stuff, and then when I believe it to be true, it becomes true for me. So do you believe like when you also manifest like 
and you're trying to bring things in, like whether it's also like job related, life related, relationship related, whatever it is, belief wise, like do you want the surprise and just come or do you feel that since we're co-creating with the universe that you have to continue to like put out certain beliefs of everything that you want and manifest it or to just let it come? And if you let it come, do you believe that it will or will not if you don't put it out there with your beliefs? So, <laughs> so there's a few distinctions in there. Um, and I'm just going to touch on the heart piece. Mm -hmm. So the heart lets me know whether that thought is true or not. So rather than using my, my rationale, does that heart, like does my heart say, I love this? Am I drawn to this? Like more, please. If so, the mind, whatever comes up first, first three seconds, that is like the answer right there. Because otherwise the mind turns on and might talk me out of it. So that's how I use the mind to the heart connection. Like the heart's the controller and it's the middle of our chakras. And if that's closed, so is this. The, the, and the emotions that come in are just signals and indicators. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be a painful emotion. It's like, oh, no. Ah. It's going to be a great, like, anything less than love at my right, current right. vibration is like, nah, I'm not really, really into that. Like, yeah. it's got to be love, bliss, joy, like all the same thing, just in different places. Um, so that is that piece. Now, the other question that you asked me regarding, there's a couple different things. One, I don't necessarily think that my experience of reality is a co-creation. So my experience of reality, there's, I'd have to say that there's, there's no time and there's an infinite number of alternate realities. So there's no linear thinking. Like they all just exist as one. Mm -hmm. And around what I experience is my ring of reflection is what I call it. So everything that comes into my awareness, I've actually created by holding attention to a thought. Mm. And it's either in my conscious mind or in my subconscious mind. Now, I could just let things happen and just be able to just let go and say, this is just a beautiful ride and enjoy it. That's one way of living. So sometimes I do sit back and I'm just like, Surprise let's, me, let's see what's showing up. <laughs> let's, just, let's just see what I'm creating by subconsciously with where I'm oh, at in this sacred human experience yeah. as connected to the divine life that flows through that makes this avatar do these cool things. Uh -huh. The mouse move and the sounds be made. Right, right. Or I could be, I'm going to be extremely intentional with every single word I speak, which means I've got to be intention, intentional with every single thought that I have, because that whatever I think is going to come out of this mouth. And then what comes out of this mouth, then the next thing is going to be my actions and my deeds. Or I may just actually plant a seed in somebody else's mind by speaking and get them mm -hmm. to do it for me, and sometimes in my name. So then I can create more by sitting back in my ring of reflection, in right. my reality that I actually experience. So whatever comes into my awareness is 100% my responsibility. If I don't like it, it's up to me to change it. So to answer your question, I think it's like, I let I sit back and see what happens, and then wherever there's something like, well, that, was, that wasn't that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that, that was, I mean, it was an experience, but well, let's not do that one again. Right. Maybe I should um, be starting to think a little differently and now brought to my awareness, how did I cause that? So sometimes sitting with me, people yeah. get like really frustrated because they just want to vent out like all their BS, like their whole story the whole meaning that they attach to it. And I just see the belief immediately. And I see the judgment that they're making. And I'm just like, 
So would you like to create more of that? Or how, we, how are you creating that? And I'll ask those questions. And sometimes they get so resistant, like, I don't, I just want to just da, da, da. Right. And I'm like, and you we, can lean in and accept it. Yeah, I'm like, well, we can do that, but like, you're going to do it, you, we're going to have the same conversation next week. Like, I've done this wheel of drama, this cycle so many times. So that's my way of kind of shifting it as I stop yeah. and I look at the observer and say, hey, what am I doing that's creating this scenario? So does that answer your question in full? Because I think it was like four or I seven. know, but I feel like he got them all. <laughs> when I was asking, I'm like, this is like a triple question in one, but I feel like he's got it. And I haven't even finished the last No, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you did, you did, you did. Because that's what I also think about that even, you know, like being at my age and then doing something different of like being used to working for someone and then working for myself, but also deciding like what I still want to do and what I still love is like how I talk about the fitness classes and how I just started teaching for this new gym and, and I at, at a certain time my friend owns it so I'm like should I do this it's far like how am I feeling with it I was really trying to balance if I thought it was a right fit for me or not or why I felt like I should do it or not and it goes back to being like okay cool like extra side hustle money but like that really isn't it because I'm not worried about it I can get that somewhere else or I already have you know where my income is coming from and then the other part is like well I really love teaching and I love inspiring I love being with people and it's something new and what I noticed was that now that I've already went through the training weeks have passed I'm already teaching there it's a far drive which is like the one negative thing but the more positive part is that I actually love doing it mm -hmm. and it's like based on what I used to teach in the past of other people's music, other people's format is me. And, you know, people show up also to, to be with, you know, that inspiring motivational energy. And I realize that's when I'm at my happiest, when I can be there, the room is dark, I have my mic, and I'm like, are you guys ready? Like, this, I say this at every class, that we start as a team and we end as a team because we do in life. And that second, that they showed up. So I'm going to show up for you and give you all my energy and everything that I have. So it took me a second of back and forth of at the beginning where I was training and I wasn't even getting paid to drive down there every day. And I'm like, this isn't serving me. And I like knew it in my gut, but there was something telling me like, you have to keep going. Mm. And I noticed that that format of teaching was also such a challenge. It's something that I've never done before in that you know capacity of the structure of this certain class that to show myself that I could do it. I was like, wow, I felt like I could do anything. Because a part of me was like, I'm not even sure I'm cut out for this. This might be like way out of my reach. Mm. And that it came in and even thinking like maybe I did great, there's something that I have to work on and showing that I was great at it, I was proud of myself that I did something out of my comfort zone where my gut was kind of like, I'm like, you know, tripping you up here, not sure if you should be doing that or not. And this isn't even my main event of my life, of my book, of public speaking, of, you know, doing what we're doing now which is where I put my heart and soul into in myself, that it was something on the side that was that could have been smaller than anything. It was overpowering every feeling. And I'm like, why am I doing this? Who am I doing this for? And I'm happy that I stuck with it because the ride was bumpy for a month. Mm -hmm. A one little decision, you know? But it takes up your time, even though time doesn't exist. But how we spend it, yeah. the energy of spending it, is what we need to realize is, is that what you're doing for yourself or not, or for someone else completely in where does that energy and vibration lie mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and it's a great time is a great tool to navigate yeah. so that i can say okay this is like let me shift from my my focus and my attention or let me actually improve my skill set so that i can love this yeah. like, so when was the last time that that you you actually went and did something that was like really difficult for you and pushed through it and felt great at the end of it like i know for me like that's 
that's my favorite thing. It's my favorite thing to do yeah. is like actually challenge myself. Yeah. And I think that's why I raced motorcycles for so long because every time I lined up at the gate mm -hmm. and there'd be 40 people lined up to go all the same time into a corner that could fit right. one or two bikes, like I had to put that game face on and be like, okay, I could go out there and get the whole shot. That's what's called when you're the first person to the first corner. And that's like, that's gonna be my, that's, I've already accomplished this. Yeah. this thing. I had all this fear and anxiety and everything would come up in me, but I didn't see it as like this bad thing. I had like this fuel, like I'm getting the whole shot. And lo and behold, like consistently, I was one of the first people through the gate. And it was, it was great the whole time I was growing up. And then when I started racing when I was older, I didn't have that same mindset. Like mm -hmm. I'm gonna get through that first corner first. And then fear started coming in and like, and actually holding me back. And sometimes I would like, well, you know, I'll just let them go and I'll see how many people I can pass. And that would be the fun part for me. And I was like, holding, holding yeah. back. When you realize it didn't serve you the way that it used to. And maybe that was like the peak of your love for it at the time. But since we change with life and, and who we surround ourselves with, that everything else changes. So it doesn't even have to be like a life changing moment. You know, it could just be something that like maybe you enjoyed so much at once, and at one time you're like, I need to take a break from it. Which is funny because when I used to teach, when I taught for Equinox, which I kind of still do, I had my class there and I loved it and it fueled me and I was so happy. And then so much was going on and I was too busy that it didn't serve me anymore. Mm -hmm. And I was like, do I step away from something that's so good on paper or so good to other people, but to me didn't feel good anymore? So I walked away from it and then this opportunity came in like a couple months later. And I was like, is this something that I want to try again? Like, what are you trying to tell me? You know, and I had to follow it and I'm glad that I did. And it's funny because so many times with like, I just took, I would say, maybe three days. Well, it doesn't matter what today is, but let's say a couple days ago was exactly a month before I took a step back and a break from everything going on with my book. And I thought, do I deserve this break? Because I say that, you know, breaks in life are a choice. You take them or you don't, and that is up to you. And be happy with your decision, whatever it be is, happy be happy with, happy with it. it. Yeah, and I had great things coming that I should have been so proud of myself for, and I wasn't even proud. And at that moment where I couldn't even, like, applaud my own personal successes of, like, you got here, you did it, like, why aren't you happy about it? I was like, I drew my tarot cards, and it was like temperance, temperance, temperance. Mm -hmm. Like, you need to calm down, take a step back, and relax, and be thankful and grateful for everything that you have. Even though if I do it every morning when I meditate or not, it's more of, it was such a different core feeling. And I had to realize, I need to take this break, so I did, and even though that's when this whole other gym thing came in my life, and I'm like, maybe because I'm slowly finding my happy again in a different way. Mm -hmm. But I had to take that step back in order to appreciate and you know, bring back my best self into it in order to go back up to where it was from the beginning when I loved it the first time. Yeah, and then now your vibrations raised, so now it's, it's gonna be a completely different experience. Completely different. And one thing that's really interesting, for those of you that are like, but I can't take a break, I can't do this. You know, when Brittany actually told me that she wasn't gonna be able to make it, we were gonna shoot this earlier, right. She had laryngitis, or she was sick. She wasn't sure. I, didn't I was a whole, I was a hot mess. Okay. <laughs> when she was telling me though, it was it was so clear to me that she really would have liked to be pushing herself. Now, if I had a limiting belief that yeah. people don't show up for me, then I might have like gotten pissed off at her. So I I cleaned up my beliefs around it, and because I know how authentic she is, and that's how she shows up with who she truly is. Yeah. Guess what happened now. I was like grateful that she took the time 
for her own individual sovereignty. Mm -hmm. So her being selfish was like something that was, oh yeah, reminding me, am I making sure that I'm holding on to my sovereignty? It actually expanded me. I could have compassion for her. I could have love for her instead of having these other stories. So it's really interesting to, on both sides of the equation, it's like, okay, so where am I creating beliefs around somebody that might cancel on me? And then if I'm the one canceling, how can I feel good about this? How am I going to surround myself with people that are going to support me with it? And this is how the vibration raises in in another dimension that exists right now. (laughs) We probably didn't do this because I probably was pissed off that she didn't come for the thing and she was feeling bad that she didn't come to do the live feed. And that just, it just never happened. It just never, and another alternate reality that exists right now. Now on this new vibrational plane, it's like, boom, connect. And there's even another vibrational plane where like, we've done like a hundred of these right now. Because it's infinite. It's anything I can think of. So true. So creating the vibrational plane and being that vibration. And that vibration is in the physical world, what I see as light. And in my emotional world is what I experience as love. So those are two distinctions. Um, I think in in the smell, I think the highest vibration smell is rose. Wow. Actually, that's what I've I've heard. Maybe there's a higher one, but that's what what I've I've learned thus far. So in every single sense, like my my mm-hmm. eyes and and my smell and my emotions, because they are actually a sense. Um, actually getting into that high vibration brings about the high vibration experiences. This is how one brings into awareness whatever they choose just by pulling back the illusions. That was so brilliant and freaking out. (laughs) That was awesome. But it's true because I even said to him, and I knew like days before, like I, my voice was gone for days, even before I texted you and I was like, it's going to get better, it's going to get better. I was sleeping with like Amber and like Azrae, like under my pillow, like trying to be like, you got this, like you can get this, even though I know I wasn't well. And I'm like, this meant so much to me to come here that I said, I want to be my best self. Remember, mm-hmm. because I knew I'm like I'm not coming here, you know, not feeling well. My brain and my mind isn't working. I'm completely like weak and dehydrated, and I have no voice. Like that's not how I'm showing up for you. That's not how I'm showing up for you. Like if I'm going to show up to something, I'm going to bring my best. I go all in. I do it because it's not only for me, but it's everybody around. It's the energy around it. So it's like I'm here. And now we got, <laughs> we got that to add to the story because yeah. somebody that's watching this may be a little sick or a little yeah. depressed. Think of getting sick or depressed as just like a reset button. It's actually your body's telling you something. Pause. Yeah. You know. Like if I bump my head on something really hard, I might look in the mirror to make sure I don't have a lump or I didn't cut myself, so I could actually give it attention and say, "What's going on here?" For some reason, I I don't know about anybody watching, but I, I think it's kind of an epidemic. When I'm feeling less than a hundred percent, I haven't been being selfish. I'm not even paying attention to it. I like, attempt to bury it. Yeah. Like I'll just work through it, especially as a man. I don't know how it is for a woman, but I know as a man, it's like we work hard and we, I just push through mm-hmm. it, just just working, just working everywhere. I talk to people and I'm like, how's it going? Just working. <laughs> just another day. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks scary. to be me, but I'm pushing through the suck. <laughs> and I'm true. like, why would you do that? Why? You have the choice of saying, like, the, the, everything's saying, give attention. Like, how am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? Why am I getting sick? And, and actually, another thing that's happening for a lot of people that I know is what I call an ascension hangover. Mm-hmm. So as mm-hmm. their vibration is raising, the body, the physical part, needs to release the yeah. density. And that feels like getting sick, but it's a little bit different than getting sick. Because 
When I was descending, yeah. I would get sick and be incapacitated and like stuck in bed for days and like fever and not be able to talk or anything. And then when, with the ascension though, it's like things will happen, like the laryngitis, it's actually like a message like, okay, I'm yeah. not supposed to be speaking right now. Correct. <laughs> that, it's telling me not to speak right now. However, like I can sit in my bed and I can meditate and be really present. I can take this time to write or read or do something that actually fills me up, take a nice bath and like actually exactly. be selfish for myself and release whatever it is that's going on with me so that my throat chakra will open back up. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, it might actually be the same exact experience. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the same thing that's happening, but the experience of it is tremendously different. That's how I, you felt? Yeah, but also that to, to remind yourself, even in those moments of like, do one thing a day for you. Or even mm. like, every time I go to Whole Foods and I see beautiful flowers and I never buy them for myself. And one day I was like, I'm gonna buy myself flowers. Something so simple. Like I can spend money on stupid things which normally I don't. But if I'm going in and I'm like, oh, flowers are gonna die, so I'm not gonna get them. No, because for those three or four days, I'm gonna be like, this is for me. And then when they start dying, then you can put them in a nice bath and be like, I deserve this and I'm soaking up the beauty before the death. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like doing that one thing a day that makes you so happy because why wouldn't you? Like that'll bring something beautiful to you even more than you started the day with. I love that example, and I don't know if you just pulled that from my my cloud or if that was. Oh no! When you were talking, I was like, I have this in my back pocket. Am I to bring it out one of them? Well, I actually bought myself flowers the other day. No right? way! As they're out, I'll show them to uh -huh. you when we go to the next room. And that's not something a guy would normally do. And I was just like, I'm gonna just buy myself flowers because it brings. I call it a limiting belief. Something that a guy wouldn't normally do. He should be allowed to buy flowers. Oh yeah. Totally allowed to buy flowers. So if totally men out there, get yourself some flowers. I'm allowed to buy beer if I want. If I want to call it a guy <laughs> thing, you can get flowers. Get yourself a nice orchid arrangement. There you go. You know, come home with flowers. Tell your wife they're for yourself. Right. <laughs> See how that goes. Let us know. Say we're sharing, but it's for me. Exactly. Love that. <laughs> so you just mentioned something there, and we kind of glossed over it, because I was actually going to um, give an opportunity, because I think we've been about an hour here. Uh-huh. You mentioned about do one thing for yourself every yeah. single day. And, and I really wanted to just hone in on that. Like, what are you doing? What is one thing that you do ritualistically? What do you, how do you do that and bring it into your life? And and maybe maybe do you have a couple like key pointers to like get, if somebody's in that, totally that security do. place or, Absolutely. Um, yeah, you're, you're so, ready to get Yes, and because and I also, this is something that I found through living through my memoir of my book was, I would wake up in the morning, go to work, and I would rush to like eat my breakfast in the elevator on the way down so I can throw it out. Like horrible, like, co like yeah. coffee, having it at work instead of before, and all it is is we say that we don't have enough time. Uh-huh. Lie, think we don't have time, but yeah. you make it. And I would wake up now, and yes, you, even if you don't meditate or if you try to and it's only three minutes, and this is what I tell my friends who are just getting into it, even if you do it a couple times a week, but like even having your coffee, if you drink it or not, or your hot water with lemon in the morning, Taking a breath, not looking at your phone, like not looking at a TV, looking out a window if you have one, and just mm. being like, this is my day. How do I want to set it, and what do I want to do for myself? Like, I know that every day I set an intention, which I also do the night before for the next day. Yes, so that's important. great. That's so powerful. I conquer that day like it's nobody's business, like award given, personal award. And those few things that you can do, is whether that is flowers or it's like taking a little walk outside or just 
stepping out and looking into the sun, you know, or looking at the moon or the stars at night for one second by yourself, one minute. Like, it doesn't need to be an elongated thing for 10 minutes or an hour. It's just one thing that if you look at it, like with my crystals that I have, there's certain ones that I looked at, and I'm like, someone gave me that as a gift. And it was my brother who is so not into spirituality or crystals or meditating, like, not against it. It's just like, I don't get it. I'm like, because you never tried. He, I came home from a trip, and he was in Asheville. And I was like, you should get yourself a crystal, like your first one, because they have great crystals there, hippie town, whatever. I come home, and he gets me a beautiful green fluoride that was supposed to heal your heart chakra. And I didn't even realize that that's exactly what I needed at the time. And the fact that he gave that to me, every time I look at it, it's like I could cry of happiness, because just staring at it and knowing, like, that's beautiful, that's love, that's from my brother, like, is a moment for me. It doesn't have to be something that you have to purchase. It doesn't have to be something you have to physically do. It can be looking at it and having a feeling, like putting up a photo of your dog or a beautiful one of yourself feeling like, I'm not beautiful today. But in that photo, like, that's what I strive for, that glow, you know? And it doesn't have to be egotistical or anything like that. It's just what makes you feel good. Find that one thing, you know? putting on mascara one day or, you know, an awesome hat that you love or a bracelet that just reminds you of, like, being grounded or something or of a great time in your life 10 years ago. That's what you need to just be for you. Yeah, and and, and every, actually everything that you're doing should be for you. Yeah. So that that's really what it comes down to. One thing you mentioned, though, is if you have a window. Mm-hmm. And it didn't even conceptualize in my mind that there's people that don't have a window. So if you have a window, be grateful for the freaking window. If you don't, go outside. Go outside. Go outside. (laughs) Go outside. Take a picture, print it out, have it paper so you don't look at the screen. Get a a window. Get a a freaking window. Find a way to get a window. Tell your boss you Mm -hmm. need a freaking window. Get a new job, something. Because nature nurtures. Nature nurtures, and just looking at nature for 40 seconds mm-hmm. improves focus, like all day. So it actually improves your ability to do your job. So bring that up. And we talked about senses, and last thing is that, like I was working somewhere where I had no windows in my little cubicle office. And yes, I had pictures, and oh, well, I wish I remember the sign. What was it? Oh, you are my sunshine. That's what it was, actually. And I look at it, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be the sun today. But your essential oils, if you're into that, or incense, or you're not, you can get a little essential oil diffuser. You can plug it into your laptop. You can put it into the wall. Yeah. So when you feel like it smells like wet carpet, office, somebody's food from the kitchen, like depending on where you are, like I, I have my like essential oil diffuser every night. I put lavender on my pillow, eucalyptus. I make one of a concoction of like, orange like whatever it is and it makes me feel better and even like you're somewhere else that even though yeah i'm grateful that i live also on the ocean and i have a huge window that i can look at morning and night and i'm like wow the beauty of nature and how it makes me feel and i'm taking this moment for me senses like bring it to you where you are whether you don't have a window whether you're in a cubicle office where it's sad make it happy because you can clear everything off if, if every if you're not an ocd <laughs> clean person and need to organize your life like it starts with what's around you and what you see every day and if that's cluttered what do you think you're bringing into the world absolutely and the clean pi- it up and the pictures can double actually <laughs> mm. it just came to my rem- my awareness reminded me when i had my first job out of college i was in a cubicle i could see a window so i still had a window yeah. But I pinned up two things on the, the cubicle itself. One was a Movado, 
And another one was uh, the Blue Hole in Belize. I, I wow. saw it in a magazine and I was like, I want to scuba dive that. I've never, I've never had scuba dive in my life. And for about a year, I looked at those mm -hmm. things. Actually, it wasn't even a year, about eight weeks. And I, find, I, I wanted to be able to buy myself this Mavado as a gift to myself. So it kept me motivated in doing my work. And what happened was not only did I do really well in the sales, but then I actually ended up in class with somebody that worked at Movado that had a friends and family discount for Christmas, and I got Super it for like 30% of the price, and I was like, how did that happen? The Movado, the, the, um, the blue hole though, I completely forgot about it. Years went by, like I left that job, then I um, lived in Europe, traveling around Europe for three years, I started my own business, and a few years later, all of a sudden, I end up in Belize in Ambrose's Kaye. And I completely forgot about this experience. Still never scuba dived or anything. And I get there, and I'm like, well, what are we going to do? I don't want to just swim on the beach. And I was dating somebody. I'm like, I can't just sit here and drink. Like, that's not my thing. Yeah. I can't sit here and read. I was definitely a doer. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I saw a sign for Blue Hole. So, like, I crashed course and did the whole um, the scuba diving course because it's really deep and was able to actually dive that. But I just wow. it just showed up for me in this magical way. So it does freaking work, so you can double, even if you have a window. The universe rewarded you yeah. with the discounts. With the discounts. That's when you know you shall buy. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. If you get nothing more than that out of this, when it's discounted. When it's on sale, bulk up. This ain't Costco, but it's just as good. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do Unless that. you we don't choose to. Stuff. Do whatever you choose. And do it with joy. <laughs> do it with joy. If it's not bringing joy, that's the that's back to the mind yes. heart connection. Like it feels great, let's go for it. And that's yeah, that's it. I love it. That's it. This was awesome. Yeah, we could talk for like days. So definitely check out Brittany's book. We'll yes. drop a link in here um, so that you can see it. I read it, and um, it's great because I got to see the eyes or the world through the eyes of a twenty-five-year-old girl. Um, going on her, her journey and making this transition. And, and it didn't seem like a book I normally would read. I definitely would have picked it up and I had met her. And then I started reading it. I was like, this is freaking amazing. And I could identify yeah. with so much of it. And then it also helped me to relate to, to people in my life in ways that I never could have before. So definitely pick it up. It's an amazing, amazing book. Thank Easy you. read and uh, a lot of fun. Thank and you'll you laugh so and you'll much. feel things. So that's good. Lots of <laughs> laughter. There's, I had lots of laughter. Yeah, it was it was great. It was great. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank I really, you. really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Peeps. Yes. Yeah, thank you for tuning in. Share the video, all that great stuff. I don't have to instruct you. I'm not gonna be that that person. Do that. Do that stuff that you feel like you should do from your heart. <laughs> Enjoy. Yes. Bye. Hey, Ian Gray, creator of Evolve Live here. I'm excited you listened to this episode in its entirety. If you like this episode, please drop in a five-star review and tell us what you enjoyed about it. Living an evolved life includes surrounding yourself with a dynamic community of individuals. Be sure to check out our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash my evolved life. For those of you who are ready to make a quantum leap, pick up a copy of the blueprint that brings in your heaven and earth on amazon.com. Also, if you'd like to schedule a discovery call with me or feel you'd be an excellent guest on this podcast, check out EvolveLife.com for details. Until then, enjoy your heaven on earth.